0: Good morning and happy Friday, February 1st, everybody. I hope uh, you're all feeling warm with the uh, the uh, polar snow and wind that we've all gotten here this week. Again, uh, this is the XRP Podcast, Episode 5. My name is James Herbie, and I'm going to be your host for the episode today. Uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit from uh, our previous topic. We're going to uh, explore the XRP Consensus Ledger uh, in our next episode. Today what we're going to do is we're going to focus on and discuss a recent news development that happened this week in a, uh, a new announced uh, partnership between SWIFT and R3. Uh, we're going to take uh, the first half of the episode to talk about that deal, uh, what R3 is and how that deal will affect XRP and Ripple. Uh, then in the second half of our episode we're going to talk about uh, some recent exchange uh, news has come out in recent weeks uh, in regards to preferred X-Rapid exchanges, and then we'll briefly discuss uh, some statistics from the recently released uh, Quarter 4 report from uh, from Ripple for 2018. So uh, thanks again for listening. You can find us on all your major platforms. Uh, on uh, Anchor, you can find us at anchor.fm slash podcastxrp. You can find us on Twitter with the same handle, at podcastxrp, or also uh, if you want to uh, discuss a matter or submit a a topic for discussion, you can reach us by email at podcastxrp at gmail.com. So with that said, let's just go ahead and and, uh, hop in uh, with our first topic. So the big news of the week uh, definitely is the announcement of the new uh, partnership between Swift and R3. Um, There was an announcement just a couple days ago where um, Swift has um, announced that they are going to start to integrate um, R3's uh, distributed ledger technology uh, into their existing systems. It's it's big on two fronts. Uh, The partnership is significant because um, R3 has a lot of uh, existing uh, ties to Ripple that we'll talk about here in uh, a few minutes. Uh, And we'll also talk a little bit about R3, just so that we clearly understand um, uh, the entities that we're talking about here. But um, just here on the front end of our discussion, it's important because Swift is basically acknowledging now the elephant in the room, which is that their uh, system, even if you upgrade their existing messaging system, still um, is not um, suitable for the next wave of technology that blockchain technology is here that um, you know that there needs to be a change in the uh, entire uh, existing systems and it's a good thing to have um, the existing uh, existing, existing uh, entities such as Swift make that it's better to work together than it is to uh, fight tooth and nail and take the other one down. Um, but the question is, how does that partnership, how is that going to affect Ripple and how does it affect the XRP token? And I think uh, it, you'll see that uh, this partnership is really a benefit for uh, both, both Ripple, the company, and XRP, the token. It's important to know what R3 actually is. Uh, R3 is a company that makes distributed ledger technology blockchains so that's what they do they make blockchains now they were created in 2015 but the company r3 was created by a consortium of representatives of 30 worldwide banks and they included big uh, entities such as like Bank of America and Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, uh, Royal Banks of England and Canada, National Banks of Spain and Australia. <clears throat> Just a, a very big um, uh, grouping, a consortium where representatives uh, from each of those institutions were um, uh, represented by this company. Created to create blockchains and blockchain technology that could be adopted uh, industry wide for financial institutions as blockchain technology uh, was becoming uh, more prevalent. So, this was a way for um, a lot of the big, um, you know, your big banks um, and financial institutions to uh, upgrade the industry as a whole. So, that's what R3 um, basically is. So now R3 has over 200 uh, banks that are um, in this in the consortium that uh, works towards uh, developing their um, distributed ledger blockchain technology for um, the financial industry. Now they've created um, their main product that we'll talk about more in a minute is called Corda, C-O-R-D-A, Corda, and. <clears throat> In essence, what they are trying to do is they are trying to um, have a uh, their own role R three in the development of blockchain technology in the world of finance, and it's a way for banks to kind of keep uh, a little bit of arm's length in terms of um, you know where the research and the development is going. Now, Corda the um, uh, the platform that they have used um, with R3 is open source, and it is um, something that all of the entities do contribute to. So as the membership of R3 was strengthening and the Corda uh, platform was getting closer to development, there was a lot of um, discussions between R3 and Ripple. Because um, you know, R3 is um, you know, it's being uh, you know, financed by banks, and they see that Ripple uh, and their software products, XCurrent, XRapid, and some of their other software offerings are really um, designed for uh, use cases for solutions in um, the financial world. Namely, to either replace or update um, the existing SWIFT system that we've talked about in other episodes. So um you know Ripple you know <clears throat> had discussions with R3 to um you know to basically you know use their products trial trial their products to show the cost savings that their that their uh, members would see by using their software but um there just never was really a meeting of the minds um in terms of getting that officially done but um in uh, the fall of twenty seventeen, so we're talking, uh, you know, almost uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, that was the time where Ripple um, uh, got sued by R three, and the reason they got sued was um, the XRP token had um, uh, really skyrocketed in value. It went from basically like about a penny to uh, almost a quarter. So there was a a, a really a big uh, run on the XRP token at the time. And R3 sued Ripple, basically saying that, hey, um, Ripple was supposed to sell us um, 5 billion XRP tokens for a penny. Um, And they were trying to get, um, you know, Ripple to have to pay that, uh, that old price. But the reality was that, R3 never did anything for Ripple, so it was, they were just basically saying, "Well, here is some, here is a, a talk that we had, and we're trying to enforce some discussion that never amounted to anything." Like you know, a year later, after uh, you know the XRP value just skyrocketed, so um, that was dragging along, along in the courts for a while. Now, er, about uh, a few months ago, in um, the fall of 2018, that is about three months ago, um, <clears throat> R3 and Ripple reached a, uh, a settlement that basically resolved um, any outstanding issues they had. Uh, I don't think the terms of the settlement were ever released, um, but any issues that the two of them had uh, were, were done, and that opened up the ability for the two entities to uh, work together with a clean slate. So with that newfound spirit, what happened was is that R3 and Ripple really got down to business about trying to figure out what are some ways we can work together very quickly. And we saw some results um, in December. We, ha- we saw that uh, R3 added the, uh, the XRP token to um, its primary uh, payment settler um, on the Corda platform, and it's called uh, Corda Settler and it is a universal payment settlement platform. It's it's a uh, decentralized application, or a DAP. Uh, It's one of the uh, first on the uh, quarter platform, and uh, the uh, settlements that the uh, quarter settler uh, transacts on the payment rails right now will be settled with the XRP token. So um, that was a... Uh, significant development for uh, R3 and Ripple to um, to do that because they they're, you're starting to see an integration of their products. You're starting to see um, you know R3 being the um, the producer of the blockchain, um, where uh, you know banks can create the um, distributed ledger technology that is native to their business, but that now also has the interoperability and the connectedness to open source um, platforms such as the XRP ledger and the XRP token. So you're starting to see that crossover between R3 and Ripple. You know, their products are fully integrated or can be integrated with each other. So if someone is, um, you know, plugging into one system, um, they can use the XRP token anywhere in that uh, Corda uh, settler network. All right, so let's bring this discussion back around to where we were talking about before. So how does the SWIFT and R3 partnership um, affect Ripple and the XRP token? So, you know, um, SWIFT is, is is saying, okay, we're going to try... R3's Corda platform. Um, we're going to try and integrate it with some of our uh, you know, existing partnerships and see how, um, if that's a, a solution for the creation of blockchains. Remember what R3 does. They, they create the blockchain itself. Um, Any time that Swift, if they use the Corda platform, keep in mind the Corda platform, Settles their transactions now with XRP. So if SWIFT ends up integrating Corda, then their transactions will be using XRP. That adds liquidity. That opens up, uh, you know, that door. At that point, who knows where that leads? But that those are all benefits. Those are good, positive. Um, as far as Ripple, the company, it puts SWIFT um, a step closer to uh, creating a partnership with Ripple. Which is not a bad thing. That would be a good thing. You know, if Ripple's X Rapid software became a primary uh, product solution for Swift's existing, um, uh, you know, clients and financial partners, hey, that's great. You know, that's, you know, Ripple has, has hit the big time. You don't necessarily have to be the replacement for Swift. If you can integrate with them in a way that it keeps your, Integrity as a company intact where you're providing the solutions that you're offering forward uh, with your products. It's a win-win for everybody. That's, I think, where everybody uh, would love to see this go. So, um, you know, it's it's big from the standpoint that, yes, Swift is acknowledging that uh, distributed ledger technology is here. We need to get with the program or get left behind um, by um, using the corda platform the xrp token is now a settlement option for if swift actually uses that integration if, it, if the trial proves successful that goes into production that only adds to the liquidity and the volume of sales so that's a plus as well um, and then like i said just puts the two entities them and ripple a lot closer together as far as um you know potential uh partnerships uh between them directly as of right now, X Rapid has uh, several uh, what we call preferred exchange partners <clears throat> that Ripple has identified in recent months that will be the uh, initial exchanges that will <clears throat> be providing the liquidity for X Rapid. The three that we're going to talk about just briefly so that we're aware of them are Bittrex, B I T T R E X. They are the preferred uh, digital exchange for X Rapid right now in US dollars. Uh, there's a an exchange called BITSO, B-I-T-S-O, which is the preferred exchange at the moment for the Mexican peso currency. And we have a third exchange called Coins.ph, which is the preferred exchange for the Filipino peso. So right now we've got Bittrex uh, in US dollars, BITSO in Mexican pesos, and Coins.ph in the Filipino peso currency that right now are the uh, preferred exchanges to X-Rapid liquidity. So here's what a payment would look like uh, in, uh, amongst those uh, exchanges. So say a financial institution here in uh, the United States has an account with Bittrex, and they, are, they will initiate their payment in U.S. dollars via X-Rapid, which is converted on the Bittrex exchange into XRP. The XRP ledger then settles the payment amount in XRP on the ledger and sends to BITSO, which is the Mexican exchange. It sends to the BITSO destination XRP address the amount of XRP that BITSO, the destination exchange, then converts into fiat. So we do have right now uh, the rails already laid to do X-Rapid transactions amongst the U.S. dollar, Mexican, and Filipino pesos. So any of the combinations of uh, directional transactions that one would want to do, right now is currently up and fully operational on the X-Rapid software. Piggybacking on the uh, exchanges is a a new interesting partner that Ripple has teamed up with. It is a... um, a payment processing company called Transpaygo Transpaygo and the reason they are uh, worth mentioning is they have they are a uh, an Austrian uh, fintech firm but uh, they are using uh, Ripple's XRapid technology uh, specifically at the moment in uh, their payment corridors between the Philippines and Mexico so uh, we mentioned that two of the three preferred exchanges right now were uh, Bitso in Mexico and Coins.ph in the Philippines. Well, TranspayGo is being um, is positioned to uh, help, uh, you know, finalize those transactions between those two currencies, um, and their uh, customer base are mostly uh, small and medium-sized enterprise businesses. So. Their services are going to allow their customers to use some of their existing um, applications. Uh, their most common one is one called Phone Money. And what that's going to allow um, Ripple to do is expand their uh, X Rapid um, liquidity and do it very quickly. So the uh, the two exchanges, Bitso and Coins.ph, already have a, a live uh, payment processor to help with some of the uh, transactions between uh, businesses uh, versus maybe the direct financial institutions. So very exciting. Um, development just sh- again shows uh, how quickly the uh, XRP slash Ripple ecosystem is expanding. Last week, the quarter four report came out for Ripple talking about uh, developments in the uh, XRP and uh, Ripple Ecosystems for the fourth quarter of uh, 2018 just ended. wanted just to highlight a couple of the <clears throat> uh, statistics that were uh, laid out in, in the Q4 report. Uh, during the last three months of 2018, Ripple sold uh, a little over $129 million worth of XRP. Uh, this is out of their escrow. Uh, $40 million of it was... Uh, direct institutional sales. Uh, the rest were um, purchases, either uh, over exchanges or with other uh, business partners. There was um, three billion XRP released out of escrow during Q4. Remember, the XRP escrow agreement is one billion uh, are put on the market every month out of the escrow. Um, Two point four billion was put back, so. Ripple was able to sell about $600 million, uh, $600 million XRP during uh, quarter four. Uh, this was mostly done through their uh, accelerator program, the RippleNet accelerator program, and also a few investments through the the spring um, venture. So there's some positives in there. Um, $600 million is nothing to sneeze at. Um, obviously, we'd like for the escrow purchase to be higher, but that still shows that escrow is con- is consistent, um, and um, that still is a good amount of uh, XRP sales. We also saw that there are now thirty over 30 new exchanges uh, that have begun listing XRP, bringing the total to over 250. Uh, also, um, nine new exchanges, including uh, market leader Binance have also listed XRP as a base pair token now uh, against other digital assets. So uh, I know I've been using the uh, the TRX XRP trading pair on uh, Binance quite a bit lately. And uh, having those extra trading options is um, really handy. And uh, just another sign that XRP is planting its flag as a leading digital asset. Um, one of the last things to note is that Um, the daily volume in quarter four uh, was also the highest that we've seen uh, in two years. And uh, we had a daily uh, volume of $585 million worth of XRP traded. So that's a a very good sign. So even though the price is not reflecting uh, what we'd like to at the moment, just keep in mind we're still looking at the rails, the fundamentals of how the token is going. Uh, Quarter four brought a healthy amount of sales, $129 million worth. Uh, It showed um, 30 new exchanges listing XRP for sale, nine new exchanges, including Binance, listing uh, XRP as a base pair, and then an increased uh, daily volume approaching $600 million. So, all those um, figures and stats from the quarter four, uh, the Q4 report from Ripple, uh, are very positive signs. So we're just going to go ahead and take uh, take that to go ahead and wrap up our episode for today. Um, again, I'd like to thank everybody for taking the time to listen. Uh, you can uh, find us on all of your uh, major podcast uh, platforms. Uh, our main site is anchor.fm slash podcast XRP. You can find us on Twitter at uh, handle podcast XRP You also can contact us through email at podcastxrp at gmail.com. Again, my name is James Herbie, uh, your host for the episode today. Uh, In our next episode, episode six, we're going to talk about the XRP uh, consensus protocol and a couple other new uh, news developments in the uh, crypto uh, digital asset world this week. Again, this is James Herbie for the XRP podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.